Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It will be a fight. And there'll be a lot of death, unfortunately. It will be a fight we will win. But a lot less death. But there will be death. People should be actually kept out of the country for at least 28 days. America is not prepared. G'day ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Butterfield Effect podcast for another week. Oh, what a bloody fantastic life this is when you get delivered this piece, this, this little morsel of deliciousness every single week. It's very exciting. I agree. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's show is going to be really, really different because we're going to talk to someone who has the ability to talk from the other side of where we sort of sit as a group of people. And I think that's really important to have that ability to cross the cross the road, if you will, into the wokeness. Um, and this is someone who has crossed the road back from the wokeness. But before we get uh, stuck into that, if you haven't already followed the Butterfield Effect Clips channel on YouTube, subscribe to them. You need to do that this fucking minute, bruh. All right, let me tell you that right now. Okay, I'll tell you why. Because if you do that right now, you will go into the door to win this fantastic bit of merch. As you can see, it's the fuck you to the moon. They are sold out on the website, but I still have a couple more hanging around. So uh, make sure you do that, ladies and gentlemen. If you do that in the next two weeks, we will draw someone out and give them away a massive merch pack. But today on the show, ladies and gentlemen, we have someone, a uh, young lady from the United States of America. Um, who has uh, been a part of YouTube for a very long time. She is part of the LBGT community plus and all that type of business. Uh, she's a lesbian YouTuber who has been recently extremely outspoken about, the, about leaving the progressive left. Now, she also has been labeled a lot of things in the media and um, I thought I would take this opportunity to jump on here and, and really ask her a few questions about what had happened to her and why she decided to speak out and come out against um, the, the group that she was associated with and sort of just change sides, if you will. Um, and, I mean, you know, she did that in a way where she risked her entire YouTube channel, her career and her platform uh, by doing so. So I thought that's a very brave thing to do and I think that's something we should be very, very positive towards. Um, if she has um, the ducks in a her ducks in a row, and I think I think she does in this situation. So this is my chat with the very kind, the very nice uh, Ariel Scarcella. Ariel, welcome to the show. The the quote most hated lesbian on YouTube. That's very honestly probably. Nice. <laughs> probably. Where has that come from? Oh my god! After years of being a second wave feminist who has a lot of opinions that are considered controversial, but actually aren't, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I touch, I touch, uh, pun intended in some cases, topics that, 
you know, other people are afraid to, um, but ones that everybody needs to talk about. Yeah. You know, I, I go into the nitty gritty and, and I feel like somebody has to take the, the brunt of the hate for speaking about these things. It's going to be me. And that's, that's fine. As long as I know I'm doing my part in society to, to make a difference. I've watched a, f- um, a fair few of your videos and gone through some articles that people have written about you, uh, mm-hmm. namely people from like pink news and stuff like that. Oh, God. And <laughs> we call them penis news, penis news, by penis way. news. Right. Penis okay. News. <laughs> why, why penis news? Because that's literally, it's all guy, mostly all men that, that are incredibly misogynistic, like actually right. misogynistic. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not using that word lightly, like, you know, the SJWs do, but. Yeah, I think they they hate on they're they're extremely, extremely progressive, liberal, crazy, woke left. Um, they don't even give anybody with an, a differing opinion a chance. Yeah, you know, and it's always it's always females that that you know that um that present and and are women that they hate on more than anybody else, which is a shame. So you describe yourself as a second wave feminist. What does a second mm-hmm. wave feminist mean? I mean, the first wave are we talking? uh the women's suffrage movement are we talking mm-hmm. uh you know equal rights for women in, in the data right, right. and yeah. second wave would be to me the second wave is more in- inclusive of lgbt rights but also being sex positive and the third wave or even fourth wave at this point i don't even know are people that are just basically science den- deniers you know and anybody can be a woman and anybody can be female and it's like <laughs> there has to be a line that's drawn because some of these, some of these, you know, the, the rights or some of the the social implications of the laws that you know, the laws that are being changed have have big social implications, right? We, we now have um, tr- people that are saying that they are trans women, and they might as they might very well be, but have not transitioned in any sense of the word, competing in in female sports, dominating female sports, not every time, but a lot of the time. Um, we have people that are, you know, calling themselves trans women that identify as, as lesbians and then hating on people that are female, like myself, that only want to date women that have vaginas, you know, like lesbians that only want to, or straight men that only want to date women with vaginas. And like, that shouldn't be a controversial Mm. statement, right? Which is why I, I don't like calling myself a feminist because you're automatically, you know, placed in the box with these new third wave feminists or fourth wave feminists that, you know, everybody is valid in their own way and everybody is special. And and I'm like, yes, but no, like you have to have like that. There has to be a definition, you know, a set definition on words for us to, to make sense of and to, for us to write laws around, right. For it to make sense to, you know, society. Why why do you think there is such a push or such a, a big movement of people who, um, become a a woman seemingly out of nowhere like Mm -hmm. is it an oppression thing they feel like um because i i much like you genuinely believe that that transgender people feel within themselves that they were born in the wrong body and if you want to be a woman or a man if it makes you happy and it doesn't affect anybody else baby you do it it. go for it absolutely Um, exactly i i think there's a push not necessarily to be a woman. I think it's actually the opposite. I think there's a big push to be anything other than a woman. Uh, and by when I say woman, I mean somebody that's, you know, presenting 
female. Like they're, they're, they might not look, they might not technically be female, but they're presenting as a woman. I think people are actually straying away from that. I think most people that are female that identify, that identify as like LGBT in some way um, or identify as queer mm. are claiming all these other different identities to become, maybe they, maybe they want to become more oppressed. Maybe they just don't want to be women. Um, you know, I, I posted something on Twitter. I, I retweeted something on Twitter yesterday uh, from a therapist that, that I follow that works closely with transgender youth. Um, and she was quoting one of her clients or something that she saw online. And it said something like, I'm asexual and polyamorous. And she's like, literally, that just means that you like a lot, having a lot of friends. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, you know, like, yeah, does asexuality exist? Probably. Does polyamory exist? Yes. But like when you, when you use certain words together, it literally just means words that have existed for all time. So like, why are we, yeah. re why are we changing the way we say things and why are we changing the words to mean something that already exists. Why you know? are you double handling it? Like why it, are you double right. And to me it's because it. I, I agree with you. I think it's more oppression points. They want more labels on themselves. And I'm a big fan of labels, <clears throat> but not when not when you're using it to to oppress yourself and to victimize yourself. I'm not a fan of that. With um, with, with the labels. Now I guess people who are, are gay, they they have that label. That is a label, right? You know, I mean, it's, it's right. straight people don't really use it as. A, I mean, I guess I guess some straight people do. Uh, maybe some straight people just don't even think about it. Can that label be positive? Because I, I know a lot of the labels that are thrown around, like you have to belong to this certain club, you have to be a part of this certain group to be welcomed. So you you, you think that labels can be really positive as well? I think labels can be used as negative or positive. I think, I think these types of people use them for whatever the, their, for whatever the agenda is for them at the moment. Sure. <laughs> so if, if somebody is LGBT, you know, or, or oppressed or in their mind, whatever the hell they're trying to say, they will use labels like, listen to black trans women, listen to trans people, listen to gay men, listen to the, and then it's like, at the same time, they'll also say, I hate cis straight white men, which is also a label, but they say like, everybody is valid, but no, not cis straight white men. Like, hmm. do you see what I'm saying? So they'll use different, um, they'll use different labels and different ways of, yeah, they'll use the labels as, as they see fit. It could be, it could be, uh, labels can mean a good thing. You know, if you're, if you're oppressed, I guess, and if you're seen as the patriarchy or, uh, white supremacy or whatever, they'll use the labels that haven't, haven't even been given to you by yourself, right? Like you don't call yourself a cis straight white man. Probably you just probably call yourself your name. Yeah. Um, and they'll impose that on you and say, listen, you know, you can't speak because you have privilege or you can't speak because you're white or you can't speak on this because whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think they use it for, I think they use it in whatever way benefits them at the moment. Yeah. It, it gives people brownie points in, in my opinion. 100% virtue signaling. 100%. Yeah. And I guess that's what virtue signaling is too. It's, it's brownie points. It's, it's a modern version. Yeah. Of it's like, look how non-racist I am. Look how non-sexist I am. What, you know, which actually is not true in their case. They're very sexist in my opinion. But, yeah. you know. It's a strange thing that that, that is yeah. like sexism is rampant. Without the throughout the feminist movement, and I, I mm -hmm. get it, I get it because a lot of women are treated like shit by dudes and vice right. versa. Uh, mm -hmm. But I just don't think your own personal experience can write off a whole gender. Right, they, they, I agree with you. There are so many people that come out and like, and you know, you've had your 
uh, over the last, what, four months uh, since you put out your uh, Leaving the Progressive Left video. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've had attack pieces come out. And, and before that as well, you've had a lot of before attack that, pieces. For years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and based on your just your opinions on certain subjects. And if you don't toe the line, then you are, you are the devil. You are the evil side of everything that they are fighting against. And I feel like mm-hmm. you... Um, and not just you particularly, but people who uh, are these far, far right people, these people who are labeled far right, like me, like I'm not far right at all. I don't, you know, I've got, for me, basically, I've got like what I think most people should have, you know, pick the best from mm-hmm. the left and the best from the right and then sit in the middle. That's what I do. Absolutely. That's what I feel like I do, which is why I get hate from both sides. Yeah. I, I still stand by my morals. Yeah. As you should. You, you need right. to be this martyr for your own opinion. Of course. It yeah. is dangerous to have opinions in in the modern world, and and I mean, I was um, I was mentioning this to Zuby last week. Since, I love him. He's a great dude. Since yeah. um, since COVID, I I you know I basically made a career off just seeing ridiculous things and going, this is just outrageous, and here's why. And then COVID came out, and everyone started getting along just for a couple of weeks, and I was freaking the fuck out. I was like, oh my god, what am I going to make? How am I going to make my money? <laughs> And then post-COVID, or since it hasn't been as big of an issue, still a big issue in America and in parts of Australia now as well, it's kicking back off, but people have just lost the plot. They have lost their minds. And now more than ever, it's all about groups. It's all about labels. It's like, you know, there is so much division everywhere. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally speaking out of my ass here, but I, I feel like um, gay, lesbian people have been fighting for so long to be welcome everywhere, which I feel, uh, and, you know, maybe you disagree, but I feel uh, particularly in my life, they're welcome everywhere, um, everywhere I go anyway. Yeah. Does, this, does this division just make it more difficult for people to take, you know, your lifestyle, which doesn't, like, doesn't affect anybody else, but for some reason people really, you know, need to talk about it. Do you think right. vision just makes it harder to be your normal everyday self? 100%. That, that's why I made that video. Like that video that went viral, that's why I made it. Uh, it got to the point where, I, and I tell this in any, any interview that I do, anytime I talk about this, I tell this story. I went to, in November, I went to Vegas to the adult film uh, convention or whatever it was, because a few of my friends are in the industry. And my friend Tara Babcock, who's another YouTuber, who's actually not a porn star, but her name, that's her actual name, by the way, Tara Babcock. <laughs> Such a porn star name. <laughs> um, and I, we had never met in person and we only knew each other very briefly. And I think she like, I was like, we should make videos, you know, while we're out there. Cause that's like, I'm a workaholic. I always want to work and have fun at the same time. Um, and I was going out there to see her and my friend Paige. And she's, she's like, yeah, I looked at your bio and I got nervous. I thought you were going to be this crazy SJW, crazy woke person. And I was like, why? She's like, well, it had women empowerment in your bio with a little rainbow flag. And I was like, oh my God, I can't even have like an LGBT rainbow flag about, and, and I can't even have women empowerment in my bio on Twitter without people thinking I'm part of this crazy movement. Mm. You know, it, it's too much. And you know, that's why people like, you know, Brandon and, and Blair and myself are, are joining like the walk away movement, which is, you know, it, it, I guess originally it was all about walking away from the, the democratic campaign. Um, but for a lot of us, it, it has a lot more social implications. It's, it's, it's a lot more social I- issues as well. It's just like half of the things that the new LGBT people, the, the more broad spectrum of LGBT people, which 
is also what we don't agree with, like all the new genders and stuff. Yeah. Um, half of more than half of that stuff is stuff that we aren't, we, we didn't sign up for, mm. you know, we signed up for equal rights. We have pretty much, we have at this point, we pretty much have equal rights. There's some States, you know, that, that have certain issues that we're still working on, but for the most part, we have what we wanted. And now they're coming out, you know, the, the far left, whatever you want to call them, they're coming out with all these other issues that they're, that they're making up as we go along, as they go along, I'm, I'm assuming to stay in business or maybe, maybe in their minds, they truly do believe that these are issues. But even if they are issues that they think exist, we didn't sign up for those. So a lot of us are, are, are just, we're over it and, and we're getting kicked out of our own community for, for what, for fighting before these people even came along, you know, it's crazy. I mean, I, I was watching that video this morning um, that you put out and I just wanted to run off some, some questions that yeah. some statements that you made on that. Um, we, we've talked about the response and I just want to play devil's advocate on it. Let's just say I'm a mad social justice warrior. Please. I look like one. So let's do it. Uh, <laughs> you like a woke bro. I'm a woke bro. What's up everybody? I call them woke bros, yeah. My beard isn't a neck beard, so it can't. Um, anyway, so why don't you think that gender is a social construct? When I say, I think the definition of gender, in my opinion, is important. I, when I say gender, what I mean is, quote, brain gender. And I, I, we don't even know if that's a real thing. What we do know, though, is trans people's brains have been proven to look more similar to the sex of the person they feel like they are. Right. So that's what I mean when I say gender. Gender, con social constructs, it could be like the way somebody dresses, the way somebody's expected to act. That is a social construct, 100%. Sure. Although some of it is biological because men and women, males and females, do have different uh, hormones and, and whatever we have in us that, that does make us act different. It's not, it's, not, it's not all nature. It, there's definitely some nurture in it is what I'm trying to say. But sure. for me, when I say gender, that was my thing to remind me to Skype with you. Um, for me, when I say gender, it means, you know, how, how somebody feels that what somebody feels they are in their, in their head. And I think, I don't think that is social. I think that's completely biological. I think trans people are born that way. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, I mean, this is debate that, that people have been raging on for a long time, the difference between men and women. And there's no doubt that there is a difference, both both physical and, and biological. Now, with right. trans people, I think they're the, in a lot of senses, they're, they're the exception to the rule. Mm -hmm. And saying that someone is different is often always a bit of a, you know, touchy subject, so to speak. Right. But people are born different. People are born without legs. People are born without hands. Exactly. People may be born... Uh, feeling as if they're in the wrong body. And as we said earlier, if you want to change that and it makes you happy, go for it. Um, right. But gender as a biological, in a biological sense, I think is irrefutable. I mean, you go out into the jungle and there are male lions acting in a certain way that replicate, right. replicates how males act in the human, in the human species. And it, it is, it is like that throughout, but people, you know, they often say, Oh, well, we'll see horses. The males carry the babies. Okay. Well, that's, that's fucking seahorses. Good on them. They're, they're very <laughs> well done. I just, I, I struggle to understand how people can debate the fact that people, are different men and women are different and that's i think it's a good thing i mean i don't get it either there, there's so many positives that come with being a man and there's so many positives that come with being a woman and right. that's sort of how our society sort of works everyone chips in and we get shit done or we don't get shit done. 
I mean, right. for you, and, and, you know, not to talk about sexuality here, being a lesbian, I'm sure you're very happy that women have certain traits that men don't. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be bisexual or, or pansexual if I didn't yes. notice the difference. Because that's literally what bi and pan mean. That's, for you, it doesn't matter, you know? You could be attracted to all types. Mm. All right. So, we've covered gender. Now, <clears throat> excuse me while I look at my notes. <laughs> is this going on your podcast or your, your channel or where does it go? Podcast. You're on the podcast okay. right now. Welcome. Cool. Cute. Okay. Um, why don't you believe there are 97 different genders? Uh, again, I don't think... I, I, well, there are only two... To me, there are only two sexes. And when I say sexes, I mean you know, ways of reprodu reproducing, right? So somebody that's capable of producing eggs, somebody that's capable of producing sperm. Those are two sexes. So when I say, you know, when I say men mentally, like your gender, I, I have very, I, I, don't, I don't know, I've never met um, somebody that identifies as a different gender that the, the only way, okay, we'll put it this way. The only way I would believe in different genders is if somebody had like partial dysphoria. Okay. So let's say like, you know, most, most transsexual people that I know have, have dysphoria in their whole body, right? With, with whatever, whatever traits are making them feel like the sex that they, they don't identify as, right? So let's say a trans woman friend of mine doesn't like her, her flat chest, she wants breasts, and she doesn't like her penis, she wants a vagina. To me, that, that would be like considered like full dysphoria. So what if somebody only just wants a deeper voice or doesn't like their feminine voice or doesn't mind having a penis but wants breasts? Like to me, would that be another gender? It depend, again, it depends on how somebody defines gender. Would it be another sex? No. Because technically, when you take testosterone or you take estrogen, you're going to develop into a more female-like presence or a more male-like presence. Again, two. There are two sides, right? Um, yes, it's a spectrum, but still two sides, in my opinion. So why, and you know, this is obviously a very uh, spaced-out question, but why would it matter what you have between your legs if gender is a social construct? Again, gender meaning, how are you defining gender? Penis, vagina, I guess. I mean, okay, this, so for, this is the thing. I'm you, not an expert in 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 the. No, 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 it's okay. Yeah, you don't have to be an expert in anything. I just want to make sure that we're talking about the same thing so we can understand each other. Oh, so well, for you, for you, for you, when you say gender, you mean genitals. Well, let let's let me just uh, quickly Google. Um, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> every I think 99 of the time when people argue about this shit, they're using the words the same words to mean different things. Uh, so. This is just dictionary defined. Uh, gender, either of the two sexes, sexes, male and female, especially when considered with reference to social and cultural differences rather than biological ones. The term is also used more broadly to denote a range of identities that do not correspond to the established ideas of male and female. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I think in that case... Yeah. I guess in that case, it's just male, female. I think, yeah, I think... I think most people, when they say like, oh, I'm, I'm non-binary or I'm this new gender, I think what they really mean usually is that they don't confine themselves to gender expectations, which is great, but I don't think you need a new word for that. To me, lesbians and gay men have been redefining gender expectations for like hundreds of years. So why can't these new genders do the same thing without becoming new genders? You know, we have feminine gay men, we have butch women, we have masculine women. Um, I have women, friends of mine, that to turn themselves on, they'll wear, you know, 
a fake penis in their pants. Do they have dysphoria? No, it's more of a kink. Does that mean they're a new gender? No, because they feel comfortable in their body, right? But they're, they are redefining gender stereotypes or gender roles or gender expectations. Um, and even the way they look, right? They present themselves differently physically. So to me, that's, that's how most of these people, that's what most of these people mean when they say that they're changing, you know. What was the original question? This is, the, this is the thing like why why is there such a long explanation for something we all sort of know what it means like right. you almost need a new word here yeah i i think i think the old definition of gender and the one you read it, it's usually meaning you know a typical male or female person because most people do confine themselves to gender expectations and that's not a problem if you feel that if you feel comfortable in doing so um the people that you know, vary, you know, mostly lesbian, gay, or just maybe effeminate men or butch women that aren't LGBT, whatever. Um, that shouldn't be considered a new gender. Yeah. I guess it sort of comes back. Sorry. It sort of comes back to what we said about feminism before the definition has changed. It's no longer fighting for equal rights. It's almost about, you know, men are evil, female dominance, which I, I don't think that, I don't think that, um, being a woman and thinking like women are powerful and all that type of stuff. Like I've, I've had people say that I'm a misogynist and all that type of stuff. I don't think women being powerful is a bad thing at all. But if you right. go out there and you're just genuinely sexist and you hate dudes because they got digs, like that's a bad thing, right? It's terrible, which is why I have to like, I, I started, okay. So I started um, an OnlyFans account. I don't know if you could put this in your, in your Ooh, podcast. An OnlyFans account. I've a lot to say about OnlyFans accounts. Please, I I would love to hear your your thoughts. Um, and I'm not ashamed. It's pretty much content that I've been wanting to post on YouTube. That it's just I just can't do it. Like I can't even show my butt. I can't I can't talk about anything too sexual without being demonetized. That kind of stuff, you know. Sure. Um, one of the photos I posted recently, I I had um, uh, pasties over my my nipples because I'm still not fully fully comfortable showing those, and I'm probably never going to fully show them. But I, I wrote out, stop hating white men on them. Because it's true. It's like, my dad, my dad passed away uh, almost 10 years, nine years ago at this point, nine years ago. He was a cis straight white man. And he meant a lot to me. He was my favorite person in the whole world. He accepted me. He loved me. He was there for me in any way that he could be. I've never had every cis straight white man friend of mine that I've ever had is still here in my life. I've never had any issues with them. So I can't sit here. And it's not like, oh, I'm doing it to like, like people, people say that about Blair, what are you doing it to suck up to the patriarchy? It's like, no, like I genuinely have not had any bad experiences, even on my OnlyFans. These men that are subscribed, nine out of 10 of them are really, really respectful. They'll ask me like, oh, do you feel comfortable doing this? And I'll be like, yes or no. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't want you to be, and they straight up say, I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. I just want to ask. Oh, yeah, no problem. Let's talk about it. Like very, very respectful people. And I think that's also because they're the type of guys that watch my videos. So they know how to talk to me, right? You teach people how to treat you. Um, I've, I've, and you know, it's sad that I've gotten to the point where I have to say like, I'm a lesbian, but no, I don't hate men. Yeah, I just isn't love that men, strange? You know what I mean? It's That's sad. crazy. Like, it's sad. And I've never been that type of person. Even and people can go back to the beginning of my channel. And I've always made videos about women focusing on women, but I've always every once in a while included gay men or bi men, or even I've helped straight men. I had, I had a few straight guys in my videos like uh, about different, you know, let's say, oh, how to go down on a girl. Like straight men don't know how to do this, like joking around, but a lot of them don't, sure. which 
Of course they don't. They don't have a vagina. Yeah. Um, how could they know without having one, right? Yeah, yeah. Lesbians have the lesbian privilege, right? <laughs> yeah, lot, well, it's the same with gay dudes. They've got the equipment. That's that's exactly it. And They've I don't. Got and the I'm, equipment. <laughs> like they know how to use it. Exactly. They know how to use it for sure. Exactly. And I don't mind. I enjoy being that person to help bridge the gap. You know what I mean? So I never want people to assume, you know, that, that lesbians are hateful or that the LGBT community is hateful. So I made sure I, I distanced myself, which is, you know, again, what the walk away movement's all about. It's like distancing ourselves from, from that hateful, you know, troop of people really. Yeah. And I, and on the only fans subject mm-hmm. now, yeah. I've, 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 not outspoken in like a negative way. I just like talking shit about it. It's, fun. it's negative. That's up to you. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not negative at all. You do whatever you want to do. Who who gives yeah. a shit, right? But yeah. the reason I talk um, talk about it in a negative sense or a joking sense is there's this mm-hmm. uh, there's this young lady who gets around in in my hometown, and my hometown's not small. There's like you know three hundred thousand people that live here, but okay. she. Uh, I saw her one night and she gained a big following on OnlyFans and she went full porn, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I saw her in a nightclub and she was standing at the bar and screaming out, my name's so-and-so, I'm famous on OnlyFans. You need to buy me a drink or do you know who I am? And then I was like, oh, well, fuck you. I'm going to make fun of you. That's where my sort of... Uh, I don't act like that at all. But I, I that, that's, for any, that's for any social media person that has an ego. Like, I'm not a fan of that. I've right. never been like that. Yeah. I didn't. I, I wouldn't imagine you would act like that. Maybe you should. No, fuck, right? <laughs> so I've, I've, I've completely. I had a question, and it was a good question. Now, in that video, you said that uh, you don't believe that genital preferences are transphobic. Now, a lot of people don't know what you're talking about. There, I know what you're talking about because I've seen. Uh, people you know, talk about of, the contrary. People yeah. talk about it on the internet. But a lot of right. people are like, genital preferences, like, what are you yeah, talking what? about? But I know, right. for, for example, I've heard people say, if you find some attract, someone attractive, but then you find out they have a penis, like if you see, um, and look at Blair White, you know, transgender, right. looks gorgeous. Gorgeous, yeah. Gorgeous. But I, I don't know what her sexual organs are and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you see someone who you're attracted to and then you find out they have a penis and then you don't want to have that penis in your mouth, you are a transphobic, horrible piece of shit. 100%. And people, and a lot of the trans community now is like, people don't say that. Yes, they do. Literally. I can show you thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that say that. And it's, it's a shame because most of the people that say that aren't actually transgender. They're, they're white knighting or whatever the white knighting is that the word. Um, And virtual signaling speaking, speaking for the trans community in the same way. A lot of white people are speaking for black lives matter. Yes, and that's the conversation we had with Zuby last week. It is crazy yep. to see white yep. people screaming at black police officers. You're like, it's, ri- it's ridiculous. What are you doing? Oh, I can't. I saw two black police officers, two women. They were actually really attractive too, in the park the other day. And I was like, I always ask any any police officer, but especially women, especially especially black women, um, and especially black people rather, if, if they are yeah. cops. I, I always ask, how are you guys doing? Are you guys holding up? Because I know how much shit they're getting. Yeah. They're probably, probably even called like race traitors. Like, I don't fucking know. And I asked how they were and they were like, oh, we're fine. Don't worry about us. And I was like, okay. Well, then I, I felt stupid for asking, but you know what? Like, no, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask anyway because I care. Um, but in Brooklyn, like it's kind of calm. Like in my area anyway, in New York City, it's kind of like a shit show. Yeah. Um, it's, it's democratic cities. It's really bad over here. 
man, it, it is certain areas again. It is the toughest job in the world trying to be a police I, I, officer. I do know that. You I know, have a few family members that are that are cops. Yeah. Right. And and you know, you're going from you could go from uh, pulling a, a deceased baby out of a pool to a traffic stop, then to a drug yeah. bust, and you have to by the letter of the law of your job act, you know, uh, in a certain way. Okay. And, and I just think, yeah. uh, you know, for, for me personally, I was talking about this with my brother the other day and sort of trying to work out, okay, how do we address the problem, problems with black people? And, you know, that's what black people want is they want two white dudes in Australia trying to work out their issues. And <laughs> so <laughs> um, we basically sort of, I came to one conclusion, he came to another. He's like, mate, you know, you, it doesn't start with the police. It starts something else. And I, I said, okay, well, you still need to sort out the police, okay? Because I don't think in America, and you'll have a better idea uh, about this than me, I don't think in America that police officers have to go through the rigour that they do in other countries. I know in Australia, you basically have to do a university degree to become a police officer. And we've still got terrible police officers here, people who do the job wrong, just like any job. There's always idiots in every single right. job, right? Um and I, I don't know if that's possible in America due to the population. Like, there's just so many people. You need more police and constantly need more police. 100%. A fair judgment? A fair statement to make? I think it is. I think from what I understand, I think you do need an associate's degree here. I think. Okay. So you need two years of college, I think. Um, and even then, you have to take, like, this big test to at least prove that you're somewhat intelligent. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, that, that was, that was when an ex-girlfriend of mine was trying to be a cop 10 years ago at this point. I don't know if that's changed, sure. but from what I remember, that's what the process was years ago, but that could have changed. But I, I do think, we need, I think we actually do need more police, but I do think the funding in certain areas can be redistributed to other areas. Okay. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's certain places like in, in I don't know, in Northern California, maybe, let's say, in San Francisco, like, do they need as many police officers? Probably not. You know what I mean? Maybe now they do because all the crazy riots. But, like, generally speaking, you need them in places more like Chicago, New York, you know, Washington, D.C., you know, more Democratic, you know, uh, liberal areas where where there's also a high crime rate, you know, in, in the in the projects and stuff like that. Can those, can there also be a redistribution of funds? I'm sure. But I don't think that's smart to take it away from the police communities that actually need those funds, you know? The, the, the whole defund the police movement is, is crazy. I think to not defund them, but at least reinvest the wealth into something else rather than right. just like, you know, getting someone through their two years of college and saying, right, you're on the beat now, best of luck. Right. Why wouldn't it be that if you're a police officer, it is a very, very well-paying job, but it is very hard to get. I, I feel that's the only way to do this. It should be the same with school teachers too. It should be increasingly hard to become a school teacher. You have to have more and more education. Like in Australia, mm. when you finish high school, I'm not sure in America how it works, but there's a thing in, in New South Wales where I am, there's a, a thing called an ATAR. It's like a, a, a university admission rank. And you get... A score out of a hundred or something, and if you want to be a doctor or whatever, you got to get like ninety-seven or whatever it happens to be. I think I got like sixty-six, so I'm you know I'm a bit of a dumb shit. But anyway, I uh, <laughs> some people just aren't good at taking tests. Neither am I. I did not uh, perform well in my SATs, but I'm terrible. I'm living life to the best of my ability. So but, you know. But I got okay, so ninety-seven to become a doctor, but I got a rank that would allow me to become a school teacher and teach the youth of tomorrow, and I just okay. think that's crazy. Because I'm someone who 
I just didn't really care about school. I sort of had my eyes on other things and doing this and that. And, you know, you start to get to like 18 years old and you're in year 12 or, or grade 12 or wherever you are in America and you start going, oh, you know, I'd rather just go and drink with my friends. I know the age is 21 over there, but here it's 18. So you basically can go into pubs and clubs and stuff. And um, it, it just seems to me that that's, it's the same thing with the police. People go, maybe, maybe, maybe people go to that job for the wrong reasons. Maybe they do that in some circumstances. In other I'm circumstances, sure. like in your family, yeah. perhaps, they go, well, hey, my my uncle, this, that, my auntie, they were police officers. This is what we do in this family. We protect the community. And, and maybe that's a really beautiful thing to do. Right. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like there is, it is too easy to become a cop and it is such a hard job. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, maybe maybe that is the maybe that is the issue. Maybe they have to be better trained, but also better paid. And maybe yeah. that maybe that's the issue. But there also has to be more of them, so which is going to cost more money. Yeah. But then again, maybe we can use the better trained cops and more cops to prevent people going to prison. So we would save money with that. Like we, I don't know how this works, but you know, there, there's got to be a better way to do yeah. it. I agree with you. Yeah. There's a. Uh... You know, and that's not the full answer with particularly black communities. I mean, there was a, I was watching a Louis Thoreau documentary and I'm not sure of the number. If I was a decent uh, reporter on, on the news, I would have looked this up like a week ago when I was talking about it. But there is a high number of African-American men who uh, are involved in violent crime, who I think it's like 80% their fathers are in jail. It's like, oh, well, yeah. what else do you do? You know, that's your role model. Where does exactly. that go? Where does that lead? Yeah, that's, that's what Candace Owens and her manager, Gina, uh, I actually have a video coming out tomorrow with Gina about, about that and about how we, we feel the main issues with black community is, is not police brutality, but it's in fact high abortion rates, um, high rate of fatherless homes, uh, black people being um, treated unfairly in, in regards to crime if they, you know, if they have the same crime as a white person, so to speak. Um, and it's, it's, I know this, this is somebody that Gina went to Harvard. She's very brilliant. She's, you know, studied and, and, and worked for the black community. She's not black herself. She's Asian, I think of some sort, some sort of Asian, I forget where. Um, yeah. And she's, she's worked with these people literally her, her entire life. She's, she was from Savannah, Georgia. That's one of the most heavily populated, pop, he heavily black populated uh, cities in the country. Okay. Um, and of course we're going to get shit for it, but it's, it's the truth that it's fatherless homes apparently is, is a major, major cause of this. How do you fix that? I don't, I don't know. Mm. Maybe more social workers. Like, I really don't know. I really don't know. I, yeah, I wish I did because, uh, obviously the, the last thing as a feminist that I would want was, would be, you know, a woman having a harder life or any, anybody having a harder life, obviously. But, you know, I, I obviously have a soft spot. I'm a woman. I have a soft spot for women. Yeah, but, um, but that's not saying that if you're a woman and you've got an abusive husband, you need to keep him in the relationship. No, obviously because not. You don't no, want, you know. Yeah, fuck that. But, but you should. Sorry. Right. But ideally, I, I think it is best for somebody to have not necessarily, not necessarily two parents, but multiple people that are there for the kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause like I, one of my best friends uh, is a single parent. She's a lesbian, just wanted to have kids. She's due any day now for her second baby. An amazing mother, yeah. but she has other people. She has uncles. She has best, she has her friends there. Like it's, it's not just her raising the baby. Mm -hmm. She's the only parent, but there's multiple people helping, helping this kid if the kid needed something, you know? And to me, that alone is, is a big deal.
And there's, but there's other things. It's not just um, a male figure. Like, as you said, it can be like living in poverty or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But like, for example, if you've got a young, a young child, you're a single mother, you're working two jobs trying to keep everything afloat. If that young man goes and, you know, for example, trains in a martial art and learns this ability to be introspective and have discipline and those type of things, surely the rates of violent crime uh, as his life is, 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 um, is extended, is, it has to go down. I think it just comes down to having constant positive reinforcement and not being surrounded by crime. I think once you have crime around people, then that's just what they sort of, they, they drift towards, which is obviously extremely bad. But I also want to say that there is definitely exceptions to the rule. I'm sure there's heaps of lesbian couples out there that have great young sons who go on to do amazing things. And in the same vein, I'm sure there's gay men out there who have young daughters that go on to be very feminine and happy individuals who go on to raise great sons or, or in another lesbian relationship, whatever. Like there's, yeah, there's, exactly. I, I think you have to explain that. And, and, you know, you've been on YouTube for a long time, but you know, this whole the progressive movement hasn't been around for the 10 years you've been on there. It's only the right. last couple of years it's really... The last four, I'd say, last four years, yeah. Right. It's, it's really gained traction. You have to be so careful what you say and it has to be caveats to everything you say and you have to define everything you say. You can't just say one thing. you just got to go... Like, even when I said, as I said before, of Gender. course lesbians have no. good sons. Like, that's just obviously... You don't need to say that in in my circle of friends. You don't need to say that, but on the internet, you have to. Otherwise, you get picked apart because there are. Mental it's not always. It's not even. It's not even what you say. It's what you don't say now, too. Right now, one of the things that I don't understand, and I'd like you to define it for me, is turf. What is a turf? Okay. The definition of it. It's it's an acronym. It stands for trans trans exclusionary radical feminism. Right. So that means that you don't include trans people in your feminism, which in my opinion, for me as a label is actually very inaccurate because I do. I think there are certain things that affect trans women that needs to be included in feminism. And I also think that there are certain things that affect trans men that needs to be included in feminism because some trans men can get pregnant. And as a feminist, I personally am pro-choice. So that would affect trans men and not trans women, right? And right. it, it's because it's, it's because feminism isn't all social. Some of it is biological. Um, so certain, certain talking points and certain issues affect, uh, affect certain, certain issues affect people based on their gender expression, right? Or their, how, if they present as a, as a man or they present as a woman and some, you know, some issues affect somebody based on their sex. So Feminism, in my opinion, is should be a combination of both. And you know, when people say that I'm a turf, I I think what they really mean is that you know I say things that they don't agree with, yes. which is fine. Which is fine. It's don't a label to discredit you. That's all. Yeah, it's not an accurate label for me, in well, my opinion. I mean, you know, that's the that's their that's their checkmate position. You know, I yeah. get called the white supremacist and misogynist. You're racist, you're a Nazi, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well. All that shit, you know, yeah. and I'm sure you get all that type of stuff and turfs and, and schwerfs and all that type of business. Yeah. But the, the queen of the turfs at the moment is JK Rowling. Now, I know you've made yeah. a video recently. She's about amazing. She, I mean, you know, she is probably one of the most creative people that has lived in this generation. And Literally. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and most unfortunately at the moment, like I saw the other day, someone was saying they're covering up their um, JK Rowling tattoos and um, I'm going to pull up some of the tweets. Can you give the people a bit of a background on what's happening here? Yeah, so from what I understand, um, I, I do have a bit of a bias here, obviously, because JK Rowling pretty much agrees with me on everything. Um, but I will try to be uh, uh, as unbiased as possible. But she, from what I understand, she, um, there was this person called, this woman called Maya Forstater, I believe, okay. back in December that was fired for, fired from her job for simply saying that sex is real, you know, that sex exists and that sex traits and sex differences exist. And JK Rowling uh, defended her and got a lot of shit, was called a turf, blah, blah, blah. And since then she had started speaking up, you know, more, I would say more feminist talking points in regards to sex. Um, But that's not to say, this is my bias speaking, that's not to say that she doesn't respect trans people's identities, that she doesn't think that trans people are valid and real. Um, And she's, these are also things that she stated on Twitter. But of course, you know, she doesn't completely say everything, quote, perfectly, uh, or, you know, in line with, you know, the, 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 the super progressive woke left she you know she gets canceled with with everything that she says but you know i i have uh friends like blair white that and in buck angel that have you know reviewed the videos and tweets and stuff and and they don't have any issues with it it's just it's mostly very young super far left progressives that you know find fault in literally anything somebody says or even doesn't say right you don't post the black box you didn't say anything but you're still racist because it's not even enough to be not racist you have to be anti-racist how the hell does anti-racist mean something different than non-racist anyway? I, that's another thing I don't get. That's besides the point, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know I, what I'm talking about? I absolutely know what, what you're talking about. Um, Too much. Jay, no, you froze um, on the screen there when you were talking and you you you, <laughs> you froze when you leaned back and your mouth was like, <laughs> so it just uh, looked like I've, I'll have to, um, I'll have to uh, change it. Yeah, a bit of editing, a bit of, a bit of swift editing. Otherwise, it just looks like you're yelling. Um, Probably. But JK Rowling. Somebody will fix the edit and make it be like, look what Ariel said. She was yelling at this yeah. poor dude. I'll throw any audio in there. In yeah. uh, On the 6th of June, she said, uh, the author of Harry Potter said, if sex isn't real, there is no same sex attraction. If sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people. Mm-hmm. Everyone forgets about that bit. Of course they do. But erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate speech to speak the truth. And this is the thing, like she is... Right. People people forget the simple fact, you know, she said the lived experience of a woman. Like she literally has her pen name as J.K. Rowling because people, her publishers told her that if if she had a female name, people wouldn't buy the book. Yeah. That's not a fucking you know, statement that, that, that if that's not something that only affects females in that way, kill me now. You know what I mean? Like that is the most women lived experience you could have. That doesn't mean that males also don't have experiences this in, it, for simply being male, right? Not saying that there's male privileges, there's female privilege. Um, but to say that trans women or trans men have exactly the same experiences as as people that are born the sex they identify as is ridiculous. Mm. Every trans person, every true trans rational person knows that that's not true. Yeah. Rather knows that that is true, that we don't have the same experiences rather. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I don't, I, I think she's hitting more on feminist points 
uh, rather than, you know, the new version of, of, you know, radical trans, the radical trans agenda, so to speak, you know, mm. that's why I think there's all, that's also why there's a big push right now for people calling themselves transsexuals rather than transgender. Okay. Um, from what I understand, people, people that are calling themselves transsexuals are people that actually have made an effort and, and physically transitioned in some way. Is that or, an offensive or, word though? Transsexuals? I, I, I thought I you can't use that word. Uh, they're reclaiming it. They're reclaiming it okay. at this point. I think. Yeah, they're reclaiming it. They're dusting uh, it off, ready to go. Okay. They're dusting it off and they're like, well, because transgender at this point, there's not like literally, I can be transgender because I, the, if you go and look at the definition, I think it's on the Human Rights Campaign or one of the LGBT websites, the definition of transgender fits every single gay and lesbian person. Right. Because, because it's so, it does, because it's so vague and r- ridiculously vague. I think the definition said anyone who, a trans person could be anybody that doesn't fit into, or, uh, no, gender, gender variant, so to, so to speak. So it doesn't fit into gender stereotypes, which is true for a gay or lesbian person, right? Because technically, as a woman, I'm expected to date men. Yes. And I date women. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, claim, I'm not experiencing that gender stereotype. So I am going against it. Does that mean I'm trans? According to that definition, it does, hmm. which is ridiculous. So I think because the definition became so broad, more, tra- more trans people that are experiencing dysphoria that have made an effort to transition in some way are reclaiming the word transsexuals, you know? And good on them. Like, good on them. I don't know, yeah. Like, I mean, this is the thing, and and this is the thing about being on the internet all the time. Zuby and I had this chat as well. You get stuck in the mud in all these conversations, and they don't exist in the real world. Like, no one is arguing about genders on a building site, like, right. like or in an office block. People are just like, yeah, whatever. I got to get home to pick up the kids at four thirty from soccer. You know, like right. they don't care. It's not a real thing. And I think we need to remember that. But also having people speaking out for the silent majority, and particularly in your community, like to have someone come out and and disagree. And you know, there's others as well, like Blair White. Mm-hmm. People actually coming out and speaking what they believe to be true, not not personal truth. I, I, I take issue with the idea of personal truth. There's either truth or there's not. But what you believe to be the the reality of the situation, and not just keep, mm-hmm. keeping that secret, because there is people all over the internet that will shout you down and continue to do that as you step out of line, as you don't conform right. to their to their uh, their doctrine. And right. I think the last question I wanted to ask you, Ariel, was. How do you feel about, you know, the the LGBT community? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about everything else being lumped in with that community? Like, if you're gay or a lesbian, you're also now attached to every single other, you know, sexual sexual orientation. You're either straight or you're a part of this giant group. I think that... I think that it's well-intentioned possibly because I think that they want to make everybody feel welcome. But the problem with it is anybody, again, anybody who disagrees with whatever new things that they're, you know, progressing on, you know, drag kids, you know, trans women in in women's prisons who haven't transitioned at all, trans women in sports, you know, gay, gay trans men that are, that are calling, you know, you know, uh, sorry, regular, that are calling um, cis, uh, cis gay men yeah. who have dicks transphobic if they don't want to, you know, fuck their vagina, whatever. These are all 
you know, issues that we're expected to get behind that we might not agree with. Yeah. And there's, there's little, there's diversity in every sense of the word, except diversity of thought in our community. And once I saw that that was a main problem, uh, I, I, I started to exit because yeah. I think, I think that's the most important thing is, is getting under the echo chamber and seeing everybody's point of view. Yeah. You might not agree with it, but I, I will listen to what they have to say. I might not agree with it again, but I, li I listen. And sometimes my opinions do change, right? That's, that's the beauty of growth. Um, but at least I know that I'm basing my opinion uh, off of, you know, a wide range of, of experiences, so to speak. Yeah. And I think that so much right now in the world is based off science, except for when it comes to gender politics and everyone just right. covers their ears. And I just, I think that people just cannot deal with that because it is so obvious to everybody else. Like, right. as you said before, the, you know, a man can get pregnant now. And I'm cool with that. Like, that's fine. But when it comes down to the nitty and gritty about like just gender, uh, you know, social constructs and stuff, it turns out that that's not true. I'm happy to call a, a man who's pregnant uh, a man, you know, right. that's fantastic, wonderful. You're happy, you got a smile on your face, bravo, congratulations. Right. But when you start arguing the science of different things and that all just goes out the window, I just feel like we're in this, we're in this sort of this ball of mess or this, this weed that's just sort of floating through the sky and there's no, there's, where is the end game here? I guess that's the question. Again, yeah, I think, I think the end game is never ending. Yeah. I do. Because, yeah, because I think these people are never happy. Yeah. No matter what you say, you know, even if you say trans people are wonderful, people would probably be like, well, why don't you, why don't you showcase their voices more? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? And it's like, no matter what you do, you don't do enough. Yeah. I, I, I think these types of people, I, I actually believe it or not, think they enjoy being oppressed in a very strange way. I think they enjoy being victimized. And I think it's because there's a lot of internalized hate for either themselves. It doesn't matter if they're LGBT. I think there's internalized hate for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these people that are that are spewing these, this rhetoric, a lot of them aren't even LGBT themselves. You know, they'll they'll call themselves non-binary because they have different color hair, and there's you know a lot of them young kids, and I think a lot of them have many other issues besides um, being LGBT. If that winds up being an issue for them, yeah. just because you're LGBT doesn't mean it's an automatic issue. But for some people, it does turn into an issue, right? I think mental illness is somewhere in there, and that's very very. Mm -hmm. uh, taboo to say that no it is it's uh, true. It, well you just can't say it though like you will literally I, I, i'll tell you from my experience lgbt people are, are twice as likely to have um anxiety and depression uh issues now is that to, because they're oppressed i think it's uh i think it's a little bit of both i think it's nurture and nature i think that you know when i was a kid i was always a little bit more anxious than most kids so i i think and at that point you know, I, I didn't even know that I was a lesbian, you know? So I think our brains are just a little different, but I think it's, it also has to do with society, but you can't just blame society. You can't just blame your brain. I think it's a mixture of both in this case. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think in a lot of the situations here, we're looking at people who since religion has become less, less important in people's lives. And I'm not a religious person, but mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, being non-binary is a religion being this is a, I, a radical feminist is a religion they need something they need something bigger to, yeah. to connect 100 yeah. and it helps with things like anxiety and stuff to feel like they belong connect. to something and i get that and connect 100%. on something 
But I, I, I think in the long term, uh, the long game here, I think being a part of something that is negative, that is hateful, like a lot of these groups are, unfortunately, will only do your mental health uh, a very dis- a large disservice. It is detrimental completely toward yes, absolutely. You know your uh, your outcome as an individual. But I think having people like yourself who comes out and 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 speaks about things that you know to be true, you know the science of the situation, you know the reality of someone who's living in that in that in that group of society. And mm-hmm. I uh, I applaud you for that. Well done. Okay, <laughs> I know you. that's why you did it to get my praise. So congratulations. I- You've you've gone against the the status quo, and people will continually go out against against people like yourself. And I know there's one dude that went out against you, and that's Vosh, that guy. Idiot. Crazy, crazy. He's a goddamn. He's a work. He's a woke bro. But in in my opinion, crazy. You can you can record this if this part like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, Vosh, crazy misogynist. In my opinion, unbelievable, unbelievably, ridiculously misogynist. He he went on his channel and to his stream of all these woke bros and said that because I yell at a camera and because I was reacting to a, a feminist TikTok about underarm hair, that I was a child groomer. And he basically went out and said that this bloke's a child groomer. And like, I take, I take fucking issue with that. That's well, yeah. not cool. Like you call me whatever you want. You call me, you know, transphobic misogynist, but you start saying shit like that. Like that's just that's that. Uh, people are throwing out people. People throwing out really bad labels way too quickly these days. Like that's the I mean? worst thing you can be. That, a, yeah, pedophile is the worst thing you can be. I know, I know. And this yeah, freak's yeah. going out saying that. Like I was just, I was fucking filthy to use an Australian term. I was fucking filthy, but you can't. You know, it's the internet. You can say whatever you want. You know, defamation is very hard to prove and all that type of shit. But uh, he did apologize. Pussy. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> Stick to your guns, Boshy. Oh, Ariel, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you so a, much for having me. No, I really a, enjoyed this. This was a nice little Friday night treat for me. Thank you very much. Now, how can people find you? Where can they go? All that type of business. What's the best plug? Uh, I would say just just search Ariel uh, Scarcella or Ariel Lesbian on YouTube and I'll come up. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Yeah, that's All the right. easiest way to find me. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, be the motherfucker. Peace and Middle East. Be extinct. See you later. Toodaloo. Au revoir. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.